Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. This is my truth. Tell me yours. On this episode, I spoke with Ariel Mercier. Um, Ariel has, her and I are co-workers uh, at one of my jobs, but we're also, uh, she's guested on the News of Our Demise podcast that I co-host with Gary Fawcett. She's been on four episodes, uh, a lot of fun to talk to, and she is in the works working on a podcast that will cover many things, including her love of seltzer, which uh, we talk about in this conversation, amongst many other things, including gun control, mounted police officers, and uh, you know, bad coffee versus good coffee. Uh, uh, this was a fun conversation. You know, I, uh, at work we've always had. Uh, interesting chats, and I just thought it would be fun to sit down and talk to her and also kind of get her preliminary thoughts on what she would like to do for her own podcast, because I think think it would be pretty interesting. So I'm looking forward to her eventual launch of her own podcast. So hopefully you enjoy this conversation with Ariel Mercier. Thanks. Bye. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but no, uh, it's fine. We just we just vented before we started recording, so now we're all We got it all refreshed. out. I don't think I have anything to talk about. Yeah. No. Uh, we're, I, I'm not going to mention uh, the name of the coffee place we're at, but there's, like, a, not a marathon, but there's some road... No, it's a, it's a, it is a road race, but it, it culminates in, like, a bar, uh, bar hop pub tour, crawl. pub crawl, yeah. I... Uh, it's St. Patty's Day Pub Crawl, no lie. It's a week after, but St. Patty's Day Pub Crawl. Yeah, so we're in Dover, New Hampshire at one of the coffee shops, neither one of our favorite coffee shops, and I'd say you can hear the background noise, but this actually cuts out a lot of it really well, but there's like a shitload of people here, more than usual, and I don't know, I, I, I think you're right, though, I think it is mostly location because the stuff isn't that big. Although, most no, they used to have, I mean, I don't eat here anymore, but they used to have really good, like, homemade bagels. I don't know if they still do that. That would be cool. They have breakfast items all day, I think. Yeah. Uh, but their coffee, their coffee can uh, get out of here. It can get right out of here. Take a hike, pal. Yeah, it's not. What are you drinking? I'm just drinking an ice cream tea, um, which also is not that great. No. So my question, though, is, and why I don't like this coffee, is because it's cold brew and because it's very bitter. It is very bitter. Very bitter. Uh, but here's the thing. Why don't why don't any coffee shops have just iced coffee anymore? It's all it's all cold brew. It's because they can charge twice the amount for it. Um, and like, I get that the cold brew process takes longer. Yeah, it doesn't take that much longer. No. Like, once you do the initial thing, it just sits. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a fad. It's because I prefer 
you know, I prefer to get brew me a hot pot of coffee, let it sit out and get cold, and then pour it over ice. Right. That's how we used to make coffee in the old days right. when I worked at a shop. Like, I feel like iced coffee. Iced coffee's only been a thing like for the last twenty or so years. Right. Um, like through my like my adulthood basically. Yeah, I remember you've seen Kevin Smith's movie Clerks. Yes. There's there's like a joke in it which is dated now, but the guys like when they're talking about all the stupid questions that customers ask and the guy's like, What do you mean you don't have any ice? I gotta drink this coffee hot, but that was like a thing back then, like iced coffee was like a new thing in nineteen ninety four. Like not every place had it. Now it's like it's bizarre if you go to a place that serves coffee and they don't offer the iced option. Well, whenever I travel, there's never iced coffee. I went to China for like two weeks for work. And it was always just hot coffee, and I was I had I had to like, adjust my mental state sure. to be like, okay, I'm just gonna sip this. I can't throw a straw in it and like chug it down. Right. I went to Costa Rica, no iced coffee, and like it gets to the point where like I think I'm just programmed in a way where I, I, I I'm averse to hot coffee for some reason. Right. To me, it's like hot coffee is my hot tea. I would drink and have drank hot coffee before bed just to like relax. Doesn't keep me up. It's just like, okay, the the motion of just like sipping on a beverage for an hour will put me to sleep. It's funny that you say that because I was so one of our co-workers has let me borrow a book about habits and how they're creating your brain and whatnot and it's like you know like how we associate certain things with ritualistic behavior and because I'm very much an iced coffee guy too and I like but I like hot coffee but it's a different process it's like you're saying it's a, like a relaxation and all sort to me it's like if I'm having a hot cup of coffee in a mug I've time's not an issue I'm enjoying it sort of like absentmindedly and sometimes even though it's got caffeine it usually makes me sleepy like the process and it's funny like because as I was reading it I was thinking about my own thing I thought about um, one of our other co-workers who we talked about beforehand who often walks around work with a with a mug of coffee yeah, like at yeah. the register and like I would never say anything to him but in my mind I always had the mentality I'm like dude we're at work like you're not home like you're a little too comfortable here but then I was like oh wait that's my that's own yours, attachment yeah. to it like I mean I I sort of feel that way with a lot of stuff that he does but again <laughs> it doesn't affect my life so I'm not gonna like you know I'm just like oh, different people do different stuff yeah. differently no um, I feel the same like whenever we have coffee available to us yeah. at work I I'm like oh no no there's no way I could drink it or even get like a little bit of it because I would and it's the same way as like if I'm traveling if I'm on vacation or if I have a day off and I go to a diner and I, I'm like, okay, it's 10 o'clock, I have the whole day off, I have no plans, I'll get a hot cup of coffee. Right. I prefer an iced coffee just because diner iced coffee is great, because they literally do just throw it over ice. Right. Um, but I would have, like, a mug of coffee and just sit, and if they're okay with me loitering there for a while, do that. Or, like, sitting at the bar of a diner or something like that. Right, right. 
I, uh, good buddy of mine, years ago, had started doing this, and I've seen it at some coffee shops now, but um, he would actually take, like, back when he was, like, he would brew a pot of coffee, like, you know, now a lot of people either go out for coffee or have the curing machines or whatnot, but, like... I got a pot. Yeah, I, I miss that. I, uh... Yeah, side note, I had uh, my aunt used to live with me, and she gave me, like, unprompted, un she gave me a Keurig machine for Christmas one year, and because I lived with her, I kind of had to use it, and uh, I gave my my coffee pot to my brother for his recording studio. My aunt doesn't live with me anymore, and I'm like, I wish I didn't have this thing, and I was like, well, let me use it till it breaks, and then get rid of it. Those things break quick. I've had it a few years. I mean, I don't use it every day. I use it yeah. probably, because I drink, I, I'm on the go so much, I drink iced coffee most of the time, but like, because this this ridiculous line is this here, line. I haven't gotten coffee today, or here, but I had a cup of hot coffee this morning because I wasn't gonna super rush. Chilling, yeah. I was making my breakfast. When you get iced coffee, where do you go? Like, do you have a preferred? Uh, you're gonna judge me. Dunkin' Donuts. It, I do primarily get it at Dunkin' Donuts only because I usually get it as I'm driving to work. And yeah. Yeah. it's one of those things like Dunkin' Donuts is like the fast food of pre I mean, as far as I. Think fast food is or Dunkin' Donuts is like the only breakfast fast food place. I mean, they're open year round. Or I'm, I'm sorry, but McDonald's. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> that's different because yeah, that's McMuffin. Yeah, but that's a that's a fast food place that has breakfast. Okay. It's not a fast food. It's not a breakfast right, fast right, right, food. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. And yes, you can eat. At Dunkin' Donuts in the afternoon, but you're a goddamn psychopath. You're yeah, going you get like a tuna wrap yeah. at Dunkin' Donuts. I, yeah, I. Wow. I don't get people who do that. They're like, I'm gonna go get a sandwich at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's gross. Oh, the only food I'll get there would be a bagel or uh, hash browns. I'll just say they have good hash browns. Sure. And they give you they give you what five or six of them? Yeah, for a buck. It's amazing. Yeah, but I like Dunkin' Donuts because. I know the coffee's going to taste the same no matter where I go because, you know, it's like a little packet that they get from corporate and it's, you know, it's two squirts of the flavor that I get and then... What flavor? I go with the coconut. Coconut's good. It's funny though because... I'm sorry, I'm going to blow your mind. You Next ask? time you go, do one pump of coconut and one pump of blueberry and thank me later. It's very... It's like out of the box good. Yeah, but I think the blueberry is sweet and the coconut is not. Uh, that's a good point. It might be. Yeah, because the unsweetened flavors are coconut, hazelnut, caramel, and vanilla. I think toasted almond, but a lot of places don't have a toasted almond. Oh, toasted almond is awesome. It's funny because the coconut one doesn't even taste like coconut to me anymore. Yeah. If I get it without, I'm like, this tastes so terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, and it's not great coffee, but it's not as bad. Like, whenever I... Not as bad as this place. <laughs> Oh. Well, they do, like, their big thing here is the, the pour-over bar, which I'm... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I just feel like this place takes coffee, like, a little too seriously. I'm like, it's coffee. Well, I told you that I uh, used to live across the street here, yeah, and yeah. I applied to work here as a barista many, many, many times. Probably four or five times. 
Uh, for those listening in the Dover area, just so you know, we are not at Adele's. We love Adele's. We love Adele's. Oh my That's gosh. All we're, saying. we're going to Adele's after this yeah. to get coffee. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I applied to work here many times and I have extensive experience working as a barista and like as a manager of a coffee shop. And, uh, you know, they never replied to me. Never, never once. And I would, I was a frequent customer here because I was trying to show face. I ordered the coffee and took one sip and then left and threw it away. Like, it's not good. And, uh, I just, I, I might be biased. I might be a little bit biased. But actually, I should also, to be fair, it's not the same owners anymore. And, uh, they do a great job of, uh, like first Friday open mics and stuff here, which I think is great because when I grew up, we always had like a spot in town where you could go and see like local live music like every week or every month or whatever. And yeah. I feel like that's a really important uh, like community yeah, building. Tiffany Holston is playing tonight. I don't know who that is. I'm just see. It's the 23rd. Yeah. Okay. Open open mic on the fifth. Ah, Kate Redgate playing on the twenty seventh, and then uh, my friend's band Wellfleet is playing on uh, May eleventh. All shows, all ages. Yeah. I, um, they don't charge for the shows here. Do they? No, I don't they know don't. How you'd even enforce that. They don't, but like people, they serve. I think they still serve beer, right? Maybe. I think they they have beer on tap and they have like kombucha on top, so you can like just sit. You spend a lot of money. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> She said the word kombucha. It's a reflex I have. They you drink, have you drink kombucha, don't you? I have. I drank one bottle of the Guava Goddess kombucha um, okay. that one time. In general, I don't like it. Uh, but why, I ha- why don't you like it? Uh, I like the fizz, obviously. I like the fizzy aspect of it. But it does just taste like vinegar to me. The Guava Goddess actually didn't. It was sweet enough yeah, without any enough, sweetener. Yeah, they put stuff in it. juice or whatever. Um, but also, like, I don't like sweet beverages. Mm. So, like, I tried it. It was good enough. I had a I had a head injury that day, so I needed some sugar to, like, regain my consciousness. What sort of head injury did you have? Uh, you know, oh. Oh, my, right, so- right. my socket injury. Right. Wait, um, that was the only time you drank that yeah. kombucha? Interesting. What yeah. prompted that? You're like, I'm dying anyways. Might as well <laughs> yeah. drink some of this swamp water. No, I don't know. I think, uh, who was drinking it? Someone at work was drinking it. And it was a beautiful color. It really is a nice color. I'll take some of this. It'll re- revive you. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Just pouring it into my open yeah, mouth. Yeah, it's like like at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when they're pouring water from from the Holy Grail onto Sean Connery to save his life. That was me. That was you on the floor kombucha. in the box. How's your Scottish accent? Uh, it's like just. <laughs> you, you totally didn't hear what I said. What? She was. She just showed me her her wound. Her her. My wound. Your eye eye sorry, which it, like it's, it's barely fun. noticeable. Yeah. No, I said how's your Scottish accent because I was oh. making the Sean Connery reference, but I liked your response. Actually, the Scottish accent is one that I too often with Let's my friends. How I, I'm a little You're bit. Like, no, it's, too much it's like very yeah. It it comes from a place of deep. Oh, I'm just letting go of my dignity. Yeah. And, but it is it is a good Scottish accent. Uh, I can't even get into it. It's like, 
That's going to be the name of my autobiography. Letting go of my dick. <laughs> Letting go. Wait, can you just start and I'll hold on? Because I do a really good job of impersonating people's accents without trying to, so maybe if you start... I oh, I don't have a good Scottish accent. Oh, it's okay if it's not good. I don't have a Scottish accent. All right, uh, shoot, okay, so... I do a really bad Sean Connery. Do it. Uh, we name the dog Indiana. That's all I got. Ah, no, I can't even get into it. it, it it's it's usually when I'm really tired. I'm uh, I'm quasi distracted because there are two mounted police officers. Oh my just god! Across, like I love like so I used up until recently I used to do a bread delivery job and it was like based out of like a block that way. And where I would head, I would drive past the stables where the mounted. And I love. But I, I don't know. I just feel like 2019. Like, yes, there's really no practicality of having, especially because this is not a real city. Dover is like six blocks of city, and there's two. And I, I know it's because there's an event here, but like, why are we paying taxes for police to ride horses in 2019? Uh, tourism. All the great tourism that comes through Dover. I mean, that's what it is. Like, it's a, it's a PR thing, isn't yes, it? Like, yeah. Because, like, they're not making arrests. Someone, all right, hold on tight as we as I yeah. take you to the station on horseback. On horseback. I wonder um, where... So, like, the one thing that I think is, one, like, cool that there are people that are taking care of these horses. And, like, I don't know where they came from, like, if they, where they would have gone, et cetera. Like, had they not... Been, or if they were, or if they started as yeah, I don't know. I like don't I really know. don't know. Um, like I'm, like now I'm curious. I want to know what the story of Dover police horses is. Yeah, and I don't know. Like horses are an interesting oh, one for me as far as like uh, animal work. I guess I would say, like you know, uh, like the the question of should we be should we be making animals work laborers yeah laborers or like I've heard from a lot of people that are like horse people that have grown up with horses working with horses and riding and stuff that horses like will want to be uh, ridden and like want to have the horseshoes on them and like want all this stuff and so like I don't know enough about the subject to really speak on it but there is always that there is always something like for me saying like should we be having horse officers right I don't know like certainly they're adorable and it looks super cute but I, mean, I don't know. If I, I, the, the thought that you had about that, I even have about like, like companion dogs and stuff like that, where like I see like you know people with animals, and it's like, don't pet me, I'm working. They'll have like the vest that says it on, and I'm like, why can't you just let the dog be a dog? Like, like 
I don't know, like, I'm sure that's coming across as incredibly insensitive, but I also feel like we've kind of got overboard with people having, you know, emotional support, like, like, it's it's therapy, there are other ways to deal with stuff. <laughs> um, at the play I went to the other night at the high school, uh, there was right behind me a huge Great Dane. Uh, not an emotional support dog, it was a mo- motor support animal, which I haven't ever seen before. Um, Did it have a saddle on it? Like No, it was, I, I'm not sure, it was, I believe for the, there was a little girl, um, it was like a family, and then there was a little girl, and she, I think it was like her motorsport dog, I think it was so that, like, I don't know, maybe to like hold on to while walking, because it was like about her size. Sure. Um, but I'm not sure but I was just I remember being like okay it's like an emotional support or a you know support animal service animal and then I read the vest and I was like huh I have never seen that specific type of service dog and he was great he just laid there the entire time he would took up basically the whole row was awesome um, I wanted to pet him yeah. but uh, you know I refrained yeah. for once I, but, I, I just feel weird about like when they're like well, you can't pet these animals they're working and I'm like dogs crave affection from people so if you're like denying that animal to like I'm like how is that different than like a slave I mean I know it's different because it's not a human being but I'm like it's a it's a living creature that you're denying like one of its its basic things that it needs for a happy life. So there's a whole other uh, train of thought, and I only know this because I unfortunately dated a philosopher. But anyways, a whole other train of thought that is like weird should we even like own animals right should we even be interfering in their natural progression of their lives um and so I mean it goes deep I have owned cats I love cats I love dogs etc to be fair cats have owned me cats have owned me I grew up in a house with five cats that was totally normal to me we had like kittens and stuff but anyway um, so there's that train of thought and like I have a problem with we took our uh, at work we took kids dog sledding and they, just, they really like it whatever it's like an interesting thing but I have a problem with it uh, I don't know why because I guess I don't understand it that much because when I talk to the people that run the place it's like a lot of them are rescues which is awesome Um, they're treated very well and you know I'm assured like this is what they want to be doing this is how they are this is it's in them Um, and like I'm of the I'm of the opinion like that could totally be true and I could just be like uh, ignorant to that. It could be, but I also look at it as like the person who's giving you that information 
has a vested yeah. interest in you believing that, and also in skewing the, the facts to the. I mean, it's the same thing that like a pig farmer is like, oh no, they're actually really happy with the way that we raise them. Like, they have a wonderful life yeah. up to the point we murder them. Right. Um, but like, no one's going to be like, oh, we kind of treat these animals like shit, but they're delicious, so we do. Like, I mean, there is a lot of people. That is their mentality, but you're not going to say it publicly. Yeah, right, right. We could go down a road yeah, right it's, now. Yeah, it's where we're like, huh. We're like, huh, Monty Monty Poisman. There we go. It was just sort of an aside. Um, yeah. So you, because obviously you and I have talked about uh, your your love of the fizzy the fizzy water yes did like, like when did that when did that start like did that come as a direct result of a lot of the traveling you did and like not finding iced coffee or was that like a separate no, thing altogether totally separate um my love for seltzer began when I was maybe like 20 I think 21 no 19 I was 19 um, because I was in a relationship with um, with a guy and he always at his apartment had like two or three cases of Hannaford store brand seltzer water uh, and it was cranberry lime or raspberry lime unsweetened unsweetened yeah Um, and that was kind of it was like either that or tap water whatever it was like a total dude house and I was surprised that they even had the seltzer cans so um, I would just whenever I, I was thirsty I would grab a seltzer and it was awesome it was thirst quenching I love the bubbles I liked the raspberry lime more than the yeah. cranberry lime um, and it just was kind of became like a habit and he would always buy them and, um, there would always be cases in the so that's where it started from there I would say I wasn't like super obsessed at that point. I wasn't hooked. I was like, we. But that was your entry. Into that was my entry. That was like I don't know. We dated for like a year, so it was a year of seltzer. And then what was I doing after that? Oh, I moved. I moved first. Moved into my first apartment after that. Um, my first roommate, and I got some seltzer. Again, wasn't super obsessed, and then. I dated I dated another guy who again with the store brand seltzer but it was different flavors mm-hmm. it was like plain seltzer and I think rat just plain raspberry or raspberry lime or something orange I don't know but same thing like always had the seltzer and like that's all he would drink and every time he grabbed one he would grab one for me and so like it's all I would drink mm-hmm. and uh, I promise I wasn't being controlled um, <laughs> but it was all you were allowed. Yeah, I was actually like kept captive. Um, but like a police horse. Like a police horse, exactly like one. But I uh, loved it. I don't know, I just loved it. And then after that is when I started really exploring mostly polar seltzer because it's re- really regional. And like what flavors did I like? And uh, I, I don't remember how I got into the seltzer group. Right. But I one day found myself 
invited to a secret seltzer society on Facebook. Private, secret. Uh, there were maybe like previously secret. Previously secret. Well, like we're actually getting a lot of traction and online news and honestly a lot of our ideas have been taken let me just say but anyway I there were maybe like a thousand people in the group at the time and I just remember thinking like holy shit like there are that many people out there that love seltzer like I do and like think the same things when they see a special flavor or get the same satisfaction from it yeah Um, it was really impressive. And then just reading the posts and participating in the community, all the people are really amazing. Right. And people that I would be friends with in real life. And um, every, it's kind of like a culture of looking out for one another and making sure everybody has the latest news and tips. And like, I could post in it and say, hey, where can I find this seltzer flavor in this area? And right. I would have like 10 responses. Hmm. So, from there I started really developing my cultivating my you know obsession curating it uh, and really exploring more of like seltzer tourism so I would go to different places specifically for the purpose of getting new seltzers I knew that tattoo on the back of the head what's going on man hey you're on another podcast (laughs) no no it's it's a tradition with this podcast. No one's supposed to know I was here. Well, it's, well I'm, no, not that's sa- right. I'm not the saying who it is. Yeah, and that's the last right. time when I recorded with you, Judy popped in, yeah, so it's that's continued. Awesome. That is hilarious. It was funny because the very first one I did was um, filmmaker Michael Venn. I talked to him, uh-huh. and then I talked to uh, Judy Currington uh, like three months later, and we were having coffee in Dover, and Mike popped in, and he was like, hey, just saying hi. I was like, cool, you're recording. And then so I was like, cool, you're on this. you know. And then when I recorded uh, with this gentleman who's not being named, uh, he's, he's incognito, uh, uh, Judy popped by and she's like hey how's it going I was like cool you're on so now it's so so inevitably you will have to pop alright I'll have to I'll definitely have to yeah alright well good to see you <laughs> so funny I just yesterday posted my like popped up on Facebook it said one year ago today this oh, yeah. is your post and it was the episode I did with him it was oh, pretty nice. funny um Sorry, that totally, that's totally okay. uh, derailed. Oh, that's but um, it's known everywhere. It's funny because, like, I first heard you talking about it to someone at work, and I thought it was interesting. You know, I'm not a seltzer drinker myself, not like intentionally. I just, I mean, I can't even remember the last time I had it. My my mom drinks a lot of. Uh, like Hannaford brand seltzer, and I couldn't tell you if it's sweetened or unsweetened. Probably not. My mom was obsessed with Fresca growing up. Fresca? Fresca, yeah. <laughs> Which is, that's sweet, sweet. isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's grapefruit, isn't it? I think it's grapefruit flavor. Is it? Or is it lemon lime? <laughs> uh, it tastes like an ass to me. Uh, I mean, I hate grapefruit anyways, but... Oh, wow. What? I love... Uh, good grapefruit. Well, we can still be friends. I just, you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can. Um, well, it's funny when I lived in Arizona, the apartment complex we lived in had grapefruit trees all around, and oh, it was wow. just like oh, you could pick grapefruits off, and usually they would just fall off, and we'd walk the dogs and be rotting grapefruits everywhere. But my mom came out to visit. She's like, 
you must be so psyched that there's grapefruits here you can have. I was like, you've known me most of my life. Uh, when have you ever known me to like grapefruit? <laughs> I'm like, take as many as you want because I don't fucking want them. Yeah. Um, but I found out it was basically like because it created shade uh, because Arizona shade is in sort of short supply, but it was also like of all the citrus trees, I guess it takes the least amount of maintenance. Huh. So that was part of why they did it. But uh, but yeah, going back to when I heard you talking about this, I thought it was really interesting that there was like a sort of like an underground club fascination with it. Because to me, seltzer water was all just like sort of a mundane everyday thing, but then it made me start thinking more about like how many other things in life we take for granted are there groups of people that that's like their thing that we like have no idea about. I mean, I don't know. There, you know, there, could, sure there, there might be like a macaroni cult or something that people like obsess about different macaroni. New Hampshire has a macaroni and cheese like competition every year. Homemade mac and cheese uh, festival, I guess, and they give awards. I don't know. I saw it last year. And I, like, I, I, I believe you. I just never, I've never heard of it. I mean, so there is a macaroni club. It's not secret. I mean, maybe after after the actual competition, they have a secret competition. Sure. Yeah, seltzer is like very serious for me. Right. Very underground. Like. You, you said you, you know, like you've traveled. Like, where are some of the places that you've traveled to to specifically for seltzer? Um. Well, I mean, I go to often to Portland, Maine for mm-hmm. seltzer because that's kind of the closest Whole Foods. Whole Foods has like its own brand, and also they have a lot of seltzer that you can't get elsewhere. Um, it's a Whole Foods in Bedford too. I know, but I don't. I'd rather go to. Portland I'd rather go to Portland. Yeah. Bedford in I hear there's a Trader Joe's opening in Bedford, sir. Yeah, I heard that. A lot of my friends are very excited about that. Um, where else have I gone? So, I will... And most of the time, it's... If I'm going somewhere, I add, I immediately add seltzer to my list of things I need to do. So, like, I, go, I traveled to New York a lot for work, mm-hmm. to Long Island and to the city. And New York actually has their own seltzer brand that you can't get here. It's Hal's New York Seltzer. And they often put out like limited edition uh, seltzers. And like a lot of the people in my group are from the West Coast or like Midwest or whatever and they don't have access to that, to Hal's and also to Polar. Yeah. So it's like a big deal to them and like a lot of people do like seltzer swaps and stuff I haven't done that yet I would totally do it but um, I would like whenever I go to New York I'm like I'm getting Hal's and my my favorite that I've had is the mango seltzer and then they also have like they have a coffee seltzer it's like tastes like coffee and has caffeine in it which is interesting and then they have like a limited edition watermelon and like vanilla cream and it's all unsweetened it's great um so that's always for new york and then when i went to like when my friend and i went to the pacific northwest like it was just like we were looking for anything we could find because everywhere you go there's gonna be like a different regional right. brand right. essentially um like southern california texas which i've never been to either of those places but they would have topo chico just like 
everywhere, which is Topo Chico is like the best. Topo Chico? Topo Chico. It's like, it's made in Mexico. Yeah. It's in a glass bottle. It's incredible. Um, but if I ever went out there, like that would be what I was looking for. Um, Polar has like seasonal and like special edition seltzers so like whenever you hear about them first coming out I would like try and get I mean we live close enough to Massachusetts that it's like they're, they're gonna show up here really relatively right. quickly um Polar's based that they manufacture them in Massachusetts they manufacture in Worcester yeah so whenever I drive past Worcester um I haven't yet but actually I've heard that there is a secret tap on the side of the polar building um to be determined if it's actually seltzer tap or flat tap but uh, that's gonna be on one of my lists and it's not secret anymore but I mean like I'm all about sharing the wealth right uh but yeah and then when I went to like when I went, actually when I went to China I stopped in Hong Kong and like the only seltzer that they really that I saw they all thought I was crazy for asking for seltzer by the way um, and all they really had was Schweppes which is fine um, is it fine though? it's okay it's not amazing it's seltzer though it's like you know the poor man's seltzer and then I where else have I gotten that I've gotten seltzer it's kind of been the extent oh in Portugal just like flat uh, mostly flat water I had to go to a store to purchase their brand seltzer water in plastic bottles to last me for the week my experience when I my most recent travels in Europe um, I was sick for most of the trip. I, I, I was in Poland. Uh, my brother was getting married, and it was really hard to find flat water. Like everywhere, they're like, if you ask for water, they bring out sparkling water. Interesting. Um, which is different than seltzer because sparkling water occurs naturally. Seltzer, it has the the fizziness in, like infused into it. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, where I stayed in Portugal actually had, was, like, on a farm, in an Airbnb on a farm, and, uh, you know, walking down the alleyways, there were just natural springs, like, that you could just fill up your bottle or whatever, and it's all flat, obviously, and so that's kind of what I drank. It may have made me sick, honestly, because I drank it for a few days and then got on a plane and had horrible cold and locked ears and thought that my ears were going to explode when we were taking off, but it's not a great feeling. I bought some of those, uh... Yeah, yeah. No, the, um... She's making, like, a twisting motion. They're earplugs, but they alleviate the pressure in your ears. You twist them. That's how you do it. He's going right over there. He's getting to work on it. Yeah. Someone should. This guy knows there's not enough noise in here right now. No, yeah. Someone needs to play us a tune. I wish that when you play that guitar, it just paused the music in the actual cafe. I mean, I would be very into that. I, um, 
I've always liked the place that we're at. Like, I've always wanted their excellent shock work on all of their shock colors. Like, that. Yeah. I, like, I need to take a picture of that before I leave over there. Which one? The, the one, uh, the live music one. But oh, yeah. Oh, I see what that one is. Yeah, 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 that's so nice. The pour over bar, like galaxy esque. Yeah. The only thing that, like, kind of came up because I've seen them do that one, they use the chalk markers rather than real chalk, where, like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a wet yep. marker that, like, I mean, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't understand how it's actually chalk, but apparently you know, that is. It's wet chalk. It's not chalk to me. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm very. You know, Just lick the end of a chalkstick and. Oh, yeah. I used to do quite a lot of chalk marker work when I worked at Starbucks. That was fun. So where do you stand on just by itself, just the coffee by itself, Starbucks versus Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and I was gonna tell you, like, I actually, if I, I typically go to Adele's in the morning because I just love Adele's and I love their coffee. Right. Uh, but if I am elsewhere and I need coffee and it's not, and I can't get to Adele's, I'll go to Dunkin' Donuts. Like I, 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 uh, I told myself a little bit as a coffee snob because ideally I would be, I would only get what I like. Um, but I don't mind Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It is pretty consistent. Um, and some days there's nothing like just like taking a sip, taking that first sip of your black iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts and it's just like hits you. It's like, it tastes a little bit reminiscent of like high school cigarettes. Right. So. I, uh, the, the Dunkin' Donuts that's closest to my house, I will often like, so where I live, there's two different ways that I can go to work and one of the ways I drive by this Dunkin' Donuts where there's there's actually three other Dunkin' Donuts along the way the other way but um, like I have to cross the street like not that it's difficult I just like in my mind this one like I cross the street in your car yeah yeah yeah. Um, so it just adds a step but it's funny because the one that's closest to me, there's an older guy who usually works the drive-thru, and no matter what, because I have the same order every time, he'll say it wrong, and I've, I've snapped at him a couple times, because it's, I order uh, medium iced coconut black. Yes. Um, and I normally get, if I'm in the morning, I'll get a small, but they, they're doing a promotion right yeah, now between two and six, if medium is cheaper than the small. Yeah. So, but I'll order it, and then I'll say it, and then they say it back to you, and he goes, okay, uh, coconut cream, medium ice, and I was like, nope, not coconut cream, coconut. He's like, that's what I said, coconut cream. He was like, no, it's two different things, because coconut cream is like a yeah, sugary, sugary yeah, uh, creamy, like creamy uh, yeah, and there's been a couple times where I'm like, no, but I'm, and I'm like, just repeat it back to me the way I said it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm so being I, unnecessarily a dick. No, 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 no. What I was going to say is, like, that reminds me of... What's going on, sir? You see it. 
God, you're so popular. Oh my god. Boys, oh my god. Um, when I worked at Starbucks, that was some, I'm I'm only giving you the look because that was something. Well, you've been that, on the other side. Of I've been it. on the other side of it because you go through a day and you have so many people that are are ordering in a way that is like not it's not efficient and it doesn't make sense. Right. And so like you try to educate them and say like, hey, like if you order like this, actually like we'll understand it better. We won't mess it up. Like we'll it'll be good. It'll go faster. It'll go faster for everyone. Um, Like we're trying to get. And we won't talk shit about you once you. Right. Exactly. We won't decap you. It's fine. Um, But you go through so many people like that like you kind of get into a mood of like just repeating order how you how you and your colleagues like execute the order essentially um so I understand like why he's probably not repeating it back exactly how you would say it every I don't know how Dunkin Donuts does it but Starbucks has like a specific way sure and it goes by the cup like you see on the side of the cup it has all those it's like I think it's milk or shots, milk, whatever. And so it's, you say it how... It's arranged. It's arranged on the cup. And so if someone doesn't say it like that, the way you repeat it back to them because you're trained that way is how it's on the cup. And people do get pissed off at you. They're like, no, it's this. And you're like, yes, it's the same thing. It's just how I... Right. Yeah, and because I think a lot of people... And for some reason, I think more with Starbucks, people think you're condescending. Yeah, they do. Because with the tall, vente, whatever the other size is. I never corrected people on... If they said small, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Because I don't care that much. Right, and you knew what they meant. Yeah. Because I I had done that a couple times, too, where I'm like, can I get a small? I'm like, you mean tall? I'm like, well, you you understood what I meant, so (laughs) let's just move on. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. I think think some people, and it all comes back to the fact that, like, we deal with customers, like a multitude of them. Yeah. And a a good amount of them are, like, really awesome, very nice people, good conversation. But also there's a... A small amount that hit you harder because they're you take the complete assholes. Or current job? I'm talking about both. Yeah. Any any customer facing job. Yeah. You unfortunately get outweighed by like the small number of assholes that are having a bad day and like think that you are just there to serve them and that is your entire purpose. Right. That's like part of it, but I'm also a human. Right. And that's something that I, you know, it's taken me a long time to stand up for actually, but that's how I think everybody should act. Like, hey, don't. I, um, as we were at a a grocery store together, I've noticed if I'm on registered, it's a party of two and it's like a significant part. And, they're not bagged like especially if they've brought bags like I don't even ask I just assume they're gonna bag and if they don't I'll wait until the counter's completely full then stop and then fill up a bag and like because oftentimes I'll look up and they'll like both be on their phones yeah. or whatnot especially if there's like a line behind it I'm like really? okay but I'm not gonna be like do you want a bag? Because I'm like, if you wanted a bag, you would have bagged. You would have bagged, yeah. 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 Um, I've noticed that. And that always grinds my gears because you see, mostly for me, I see people just standing there staring at the stuff that's piling up and the bag is open yeah. on the ledge. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, 
I mean. And it's funny because there's probably some people listening right now that are like, you guys are being ridiculous. They're out of store. You're supposed to bag it. But that's a very Northeast thing because, yeah. like, out on the West, you bag your stuff. Like, you bag your groceries 100% of the time. There's, like, not, like, if you were like, aren't you going to bag it for me? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You bag your groceries. It takes no time and right. no effort right. from you to bag your own things. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it's it's an opportunity. If you, if someone starts bagging their own stuff, I am 100% more likely to start up a conversation with them sure. and, like... Then if they're just sitting there, either staring at their phone, which is another problem in itself, or standing there staring blankly at the pile, it's like in in the way that we operate. Obviously, we don't all, we don't have a bagger. Like we're doing all of the things on our own, which is totally fine most of the time. But sometimes you're like, hey, let's help each other out. Like right. we're in this together. Yeah, we're getting through this task. Let's make it a little less difficult for both of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny too because you know talking about routines and whatnot. If you work, at least I've noticed, if you work with people long enough, you'll you'll notice coworkers have certain things like that they say all the time to customer, yes. and it's like like it, I can predict it with certain people. But then there's it's funny because there's one guy that I that we work with who I like a lot. I joke around with a lot, but he's register sayings drive me nuts because I'm like those those don't make any sense why are you saying that uh, or it's hard to like give an example without like talking it shit up. about him but he was just like ah, I'll, I'll talk about it I'll talk later <laughs> when do we have our second event session well it's it was like an event because it's like it doesn't it doesn't affect my life I'm just like whenever I hear it I'm like what are you talking about dude like, why are you saying that um, that is funny he also like he'll refer to a lot of stuff as we instead of I he's like huh. we will we'll do this for you and I'm like but it's you it's not it's weird because he doesn't yeah, yeah. talk like that in his normal conversation right, right. So it's, it's a like, totally different persona right yes. yeah. whereas like I try and for me just so I can get through the hour I just try and be myself and like you gauge the customer like some people want to chat some people don't clearly they're like can you please like they don't say it but they're like can you just bring up my stuff yeah. and get me out of here I'm like cool uh, but then some people are like hey what, you know what's up with you guys what are you doing this weekend you know if they've got kids you know I'm great at talking with kids like you know you are allegedly <laughs> um, somebody, somebody said that last week they're like you should have with kids you'd be a great dad I'm like I would not I'm like I'm great with kids because I don't want to have kids yeah that's exactly how I feel like I love chatting up with kids and like talking to them about like what their interests are and like getting into it but like that's because I know I don't want to have kids and like I'm much more of like I'm a great babysitter I am a I am a great babysitter or like if kids come in like I just treat them as I talk to them the same that I'm talking to you right now right and they like love that I think it's so cool right they're like wow an adult is like talking to me like an adult well I remember like that stuck out to me as a kid having like friends of the family who would talk to me as like a person not as like a little kid and like I was like oh this person's cool yeah like not all adults are condescending yeah yeah I mean I don't think I even knew the word 
if I was sending it to fuck, but I knew what it meant. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you think I'm dumb? Because I'm a little kid. Yeah. I'll kill you. I'll, I'll kill you one day. Yeah. To be continued. It has not gone down once. No, I'm because uh, I am gonna get a coffee before. You're gonna and I get a coffee here. Well, you're not I'm gonna, gonna go to Adele's and sneak one in here. Well, my my next my next podcast appointment is in a half an hour. So that's true. No, I'm not. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have like a podcast appointment. Well, it was funny because I had made that one. Like, you and I had talked about doing this, and, you know, because both, both of us have crazy schedules, too, and yeah. I knew that you lived in Dover, and I knew I was going to be here anyway, so I was like, let's, let's do it at the same time, and then, uh, but I was also like, well, if the person doesn't show up, it won't be, I drove to Dover for nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, like I said, I had a coffee conversation with Ariel as well. No uh, coffee for you. Uh, no. So, Air and, and actually, tea. And yeah, and no coffee for you either. No. Well, it was one of those, like, so a year ago when I started at the place, or nine months ago, I used to live in Dover, so like my PO box is in Dover and whatnot. And, yeah. Um, I don't know, and now I come to Dover like once a week to get my mail, so it's just kind of like, because I got, like, I had a package show up a couple days ago, and I got, like, the text message, yeah. and I was like, like the, the infant in me was like, ooh, I'm going to go get it now, and I'm like, no, you're going to be there on Saturday, you don't need to make another trip to Dover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it's far away, but it's, you know, whatever, it's in the opposite direction, like, which way I'm going, but also been like... Somebody asked me the other day why I still have a PO box if I because I've been living where I live for nine months, but like for the last like year and a half, I've lived in a bunch of different places. I've been kind of transient, and it was nice to have just a central thing where I got all my mail. But now, like all my like my bank stuff, all my insurance stuff is all going there, and I'm like. Well, I don't feel like changing it yeah. again. And then, what if where I'm living, I decide not to live there in three months, and then I move again, and then I change it all. I'm just like, eh, I'm fine with having a PO box. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with that at all, and I've thought about it a lot. I thought about it for different reasons because I want to do an experiment where uh, my friend and I want to write an inmate, and obviously not have it connected to us in any way. Sure. Um, to be determined if we actually will ever do that we've talked about it for about a year and uh nothing's happened so far because it's a little bit scary but maybe if we get a p.o box elsewhere I just, I, I, the, the reason i even want to do it is just to like get stories sure like read stories about people I, it's really interesting to me that they're like in, in if we look around the room for instance like all these people just have their own consciousness and like their own to do this in their head, their own thoughts, like their own pain, their own. It's a dude who definitely has a story to just walk by. So, the place that I lived before I lived where I live now, I was renting the bottom floor of a room from a dude that just walked by. Really? Yeah, I use it a nightmare. Though. I don't, oh, a nightmare? Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I, I got nothing good to say about him. So, wow. Yeah, and he's a, he's a local musician, so I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, luckily, he's got enough. Oh my gosh, so funny. Um, one Those were two fizz guys you used to date? No, 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 it's not, but one of them, uh, 
I just know a little bit about because uh, it's a long story. I won't get into it. We've that. got we've got a window seat, so we've got a nice view of uh, Central Ave, yeah. and downtown Dover, and then a view of you know, well, there are some runners, but most of the people that have come through were not. I've seen more lately. I think the the race has been won. Sure. And the drinking has begun. Won by either of us. No, I was I was thinking about that. Like I don't have the desire to run. I've never. I mean, there's part of me that a lot of my friends are like, oh, I love to run. It makes me feel so great. I get a runner's high. La la la. I just. I've never felt that. I've, I've, I like to work out. Like, I like to go and maybe run for 10 minutes and then, like, do, like, squat, like, lift weights, whatever. Right. I do get the, like, post-exercise high. I understand that. But running, for me, seems like a whole other world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would like it. I don't know. And, and everyone I talk to is like, you have to run outside. It's just so awesome. Like, you get to watch everything. And, t- and that seems, like, scary to me for a few reasons. But also, knowing me, I would run down the block and then be like, all right, this sucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk. Yeah. I don't know. And so this has brought up a lot of feelings for me. Of running. Of running. Yeah, just of running. The, the girl that I moved to Arizona with was a runner, and she would, like, a couple times a week just go out and be gone for 45 minutes, come back all red-faced, and just be like, that's awesome, I feel awesome. I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm not Yeah. No, I, I, I never have been. I think I tried to run once when I was living in my childhood home. I must have been still in high school or maybe home from college or something. And I was like, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go around the neighborhood and go for a run. Put in my headphones, made a playlist. Uh, I ran, I live like kind of on a cul-de-sac area. So we, I ran down to the cul-de-sac, ran around it, and then it kind of tilted up on the way back. So I ran all the way back up, like got to where my house was and it was just like out of breath, panting, definitely out of shape. I didn't play sports or do anything in high school at all. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to go around another street in my neighborhood and come back. Maybe I I ran for a minute. I was like, no. That's always been me, though. Like, I I like to do physical activity as far as, like, like kayaking and swimming and, like, being outside, like, going to the beach, going to a lake, uh, like, yoga, Pilates, whatever. But, like, something that is, I don't know, running is different for me. Yeah. Like hiking. You know, like things maybe I guess it's with like scenery with an intention, I guess. Mm-hmm. With running for running, I just feel like I would just get bored. Yeah, I feel like hiking is like oh, we're gonna spend some time outdoors and yeah, we'll get some exercise along the way, but where running it feels like that's the primary thing and oh yeah, I'll look around a little bit while I'm outside. Yeah. Running for me outside would also be just scary. It would be like, I would be distracted, I feel, because, you know, you listen to music, so I, I feel that I'd be distracted. Dover's tiny. It's not like I'm going to get hit by the major traffic that we have, but I'm very easily distracted and get into my own head and into my own world. So running outside where there's people I could run into or like cars or bikes like bikes scare me so I'm like what if I just run I don't not looking for a bike this guy right here on his bike 
might accidentally run, run right into him, knock us both down. So, it's neat, you know. He looks like he needs to be knocked down. Though. Yeah, well, he would definitely get back up again. Chumbawamba. Cheers. Were you? You weren't working the other day. Yes, night, I was. Oh, yeah, we talked about the chum. The chumbawamba. Yeah. Is that a tiny bear? or? Uh, it's a, yeah, there's a tiny polar bear, pink-faced polar bear uh, over there. There's uh, a load of people here. Yeah. I mean, it's not as many as there was like 20 minutes ago, but still. Uh, you really got the best table for it. Yeah, because it's there's like a little alcove. You know, it's been long enough now in Dover that this place has been here. I don't remember what used to be here. That's it was the cafe, the cafe in the corner. Yeah. yeah. I will, people still, I know people that still call it that. Cafe in the corner was better, but it didn't. It, it, it went out of business. Went out of business. Yeah. Did, so it was coffee and like food. It was mostly like bagels and sandwiches. Like they had okay. coffee, but it was like not. Yeah, you know, we brewed iced coffee last night. Here it is. Nuts. Yeah. Oh, it's our pour over bar. We're gonna experience it. You know, there's hints of oak and forest floor and uh, <laughs> orange peel. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. I saw us. I know, I saw I was really jealous, and I don't want to hear anything about it, because I'm going to try and see it, like, next week or something. I don't know, when I have time. Yeah, but you said you, like, get out better. I did. I mean, this is more of a actual horror movie, where I think Get Out was more like a psychological thing. Uh, There's definitely, like, this made me more anxious. Okay. Uh, It's more visceral. There's more, like, there's a bunch of, like, jump scares in this, which I'm kind of like, eh, okay, but... Yeah. Um, I like, I liked it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what his next film is, because I think if he does another horror movie, then he's basically cemented himself as a horror director. Yeah. Whereas, like, part of me kind of hopes he does something different, just, like, and he can go back to horror, but, yeah. like, because he does really good, um... Like lived in very realistic human like family dynamics, and I'd like yeah. to see that in like a drama or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot, and it's just like, but the whole time because I kept leaning over my buddy Bob, and I was like, because Lupita's like, like the most beautiful person. So beautiful, on the planet. yeah. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy because all every actor in the movie plays two characters. Yep. 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 Um, and it's so weird because I was like second guessing a couple times. I'm like, is it her? They get another actress who looked like her because like her yeah, yeah, alter yeah. ego is is not pretty, uh, and is very and but so much of it is just her physical performance. Yes. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. I liked it. I mean. I didn't hate it by any means. I just liked Get Out. But again, Get Out, like, I... I it's a different, like... No matter what Jordan Hill does, it's going to be compared to Get, Get Out, because that yeah. was his first film. That was and it was, it was an, an excellent film. Yeah. And because I think people... It's not people didn't know what to expect from Jordan Peele. It's just he delivered something that was not what they were expecting. Looking at the... So... 
Yeah, I'm glad you saw the exact same thing that I do. <laughs> it, like, it's supposed to be the background, but it looks like this baby curled up in the fetal position as a giant red dog. No, it's a hand. Look, it's one of the baby's hands reaching out. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. Well, no, no, no. So, this is making for terrible audio, but... Oh. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, but that's coming from the butt. Yeah, it's a butt dog. Yeah. Butt dog. <laughs> it is a butt dog. I know you told me, but I don't remember. Are you working today? Yeah, I'm closing, actually. As am I. Really? Cool. Okay. Yeah. I haven't right. closed on a Saturday in uh, a while. I actually no. haven't worked a Saturday the last two weeks. No, it's been a while because you were dog sledding and then... Uh, uh, Police mountain free the week before that. He got all the police forces go. Yeah, all two of them. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to blow up your. Uh, it's okay. I will go to war for those police horses. Full on war. So what I think is interesting to go back to the animal topic real quick is that like we're talking about like you know employing animals and like they actually don't get to make a decision about whether or not they're doing that. That's just like oh you're doing this, but. The flip side is if if someone through either intentional means or accidental means were to kill a police dog or a police horse or whatnot, you're tried as assaulting an officer, which I think is silly because they're living things, but they're not they're not actively being police officers they're they've been trained to do whatever task they're doing like and also if you're like trying someone for assaulting an officer that that's you're posthumous, posthumously recognizing the dog or the horse as an equal to a human but during their life you're not, you're not so yeah. I'm, I'm like that's fucking ridiculous I also feel like well, I feel like the ridiculous thing is exactly what you just said that yeah. nobody recognizes during the lifetime of an animal that they are should be considered equal right. to, to a human life it's a life human life animal. you know what I mean yeah. like, I also think and I'm sure some people will take tasks with this and that's fine that's everyone's allowed their own opinion I think it's ridiculous that taking the life of a police officer carries a different sentence than a regular human specifically because no police officer was born into being a police officer that was a choice that they made and it has inherent risks um, I, I mean I personally think it should be more like if you take the life of like a firefighter or a first responder you know an EMT while they're working like intentionally maybe that should have more power because that's you know something different I mean yes those jobs have inherent danger well, too but and that, I, I see what you're saying and I also like something that I have noticed is just the reaction of the general public it all comes back to is the reaction of people when a police officer is killed whether it's like in the line of duty like just by accident or on purpose whatever versus the reaction of people to like there are people killed every single day by civilians by police officers by right. whatever by like car accident whatever it 
is scary to me that people have such a strong reaction of we we put police officers on a different level as other humans right thoughts and prayers though um I've been working down in Nashua a bunch this week uh filling in shifts and they have a big there's a big electronic billboard on Route 3 just pray for New Zealand and I was like oh god I was like they don't need prayers and the nice thing is within a week of the shooting they, they changed already, the yeah. law so that military and they haven't shown the shooter right period right and given him any media attention right right and he will uh, did I read this right he will be in isolation yes for the entirety of his life without yep. parole sentence yeah yeah and that's the other thing it's like they like he's still alive like right. capture him um, yeah I mean I feel like most of the shooters in this country and mass shootings end up taking their own lives but yeah but if they don't they're all I feel like the instruction is like take them dead or alive not try and protect them in any way right which is oh, it, can you we, we could get into like is that essentially like if we're talking about like okay just the way in which uh, you know other officers are told to get alive like whatever if you're being told that and you see somebody that is a threat you're automatically going to I mean I don't know I've never had a police training but is that true? Uh, well there was this once no someone we work with wants to be an officer someone we work with this? yeah one day one day um, but I don't know I think that there is I mean I'm not going to get into it there is a problem there is a problem yeah well and there is a problem with guns in this country, country but also the reaction to the aftermath of it where they're like well there's not much we can do we, there's no solution but thoughts and prayers which aren't real things by the way right um, <laughs> I mean you can believe whatever you want to believe but that's just the fact and like saying that there's nothing that can be done where another kind of like within 10 days of this the worst shooters they've ever had in New Zealand they're like this is not acceptable so we are now Goodbye. changing the laws yeah, yeah. and um, you know it happened in Australia in the 90s they had a horrible shooting there and military weapons were outlawed and there has not been a mass shooting in almost 20 years in Australia and just for the other people who I've heard say the argument the other way Australia and New Zealand are not the same country <laughs> they are in the same part of the world but it's a three hour flight <laughs> from mainland Australia to New Zealand yeah it's not the same country people think that it's a lot of people because well mostly online ah Okay, okay. But they're like, yeah, see, so you banned this 20 years ago and, and it still, still happened. So I'm like, not I've the never same worked. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the same country. Yeah, it freaks me out. Uh, something else that scares me a lot. Bears. 
No, not really. Well, I've never seen a bear in real life, so that's probably why. But this scares me a lot working in a school is that we've had active shooter trainings. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a great job over there. Love it. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that's a that's something I have an opinion on. Did I ever tell you that I in high school created a Facebook page back when you could create pages for just for people to like? Right. Created a page that was all about what are acceptable men's footwear. Yeah, no open toes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just stop it now. Um, we have active shooter trainings, and it scares the shit out of me that. New Hampshire has not yet had a school shooting, but almost, there, there's a solid amount of states in the U.S. that have yeah. had one or had multiple, and uh, it just statistically scares me that, and like I, you know, my, the high school that I went to had bomb threats multiple but that was you know back then and recent more recently I think they had uh, some sort of a scare my, my cousin goes there goes there now and they were in lockdown and all this stuff and it just scares me that like I don't I have no idea what I would do like we're trained a certain way and the training is the training in itself is scary the training they show you videos of like Columbine and um, other active shooter situations they just show you yeah speaking of shitty training techniques do we want to talk about uh, it was in Indiana the active shooter training where the teachers were shot execution style with pellet guns oh really yeah Jesus. Yeah. 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 And they weren't told that they were going to be, so, like, they were told, they were brought into a room, like, four at a time, and said, like, get on the ground, put your hands on your head or whatever, and, like, be against the wall. I don't, I don't know exactly what they were told. Something like that. Just get on your knees. And the uh, officers who were running it was the sheriff's office that was running the drill yeah they all raised their like airsoft guns or whatever and like shot them all across their backs like without warning Mm. and then told them like when they left the room like don't tell anyone about this because we want to keep it a, a surprise in what situation in a training scenario do you need to inflict trauma right and physical pain onto another person yeah. to get your point across. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a weird thing. I had uh, so years ago. I was a, a camp counselor at a YMCA uh, summer camp, and we would have at least well, it was on a lake, so we would have a waterfront drill where mm-hmm. it's basically when they. In air horn, and when they would do free blast, you would have like all available counselors would have to come because it would mean that their kid was missing. We'd have to Ooh, search under oh the gosh. Well, oh gosh, and they didn't, they wouldn't tell us beforehand that there was going to be a drill, 
obviously, because um, they wanted to see your reaction time. Because there was every group had two counselors with it, so it was predetermined before, like if the foreign blows, who stays with the kids and who goes. So I was in the group. Uh, I, I I was in the group that had to go, and this one time, and we didn't know it was drill, but we get there, and they said, this kid is missing, like the kid's name, but it was, so my younger brother was going to camp, and they were like, we're looking for Chris Chase, so like, like, I'm clearly like freaking out, which it turned out to be a drill, but like, because I was like, if that were really the case, like, I probably shouldn't be looking for yeah. it because, like, like you're not allowed to operate on a, a direct with fan yeah, yeah. operative. But like, I'm freaking out, like, uh, and I ended up like, because we have to like sweep under the dock, like hold onto it, and then like put your legs under and like trying to find a body. And, like, oh my god! What I ended up cutting my hand open because I was like I didn't even notice but like I grabbed one of the metal um, bolts underneath and like because they call off the drill and they're like alright we're all done It's a, it was a drill and I was like what the fuck why'd you say my brother and they're like well you know because my brother's a bit of a, a clown but, but, like, but you know everyone in the camp knew him uh, my mother was like the assistant camp director at the time she was a well-known kid they were like everyone knew him, knew him. Like, so you know everyone had it like but I was just like at least tell that. me it's a drill well I, I was just like don't know him like and I wasn't the only person who had that reaction to it so they're like after that they're like alright we're not going to say a specific kid is missing because not cool but yeah 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 like, yeah. Up. yeah I can't imagine that so you're going to start your own seltzer podcast. So, I would like to start my yeah. own seltzer you podcast. Should. Yeah. I think if we just say you are, then that I means think, you have to. Yeah, I think so. Committing to it. I think it would be interesting, because um, like I said, I'm not a seltzer drinker myself, but it would be interesting like if you are traveling, like especially if you travel like outside of the media area, like if yeah. you're trying new ones to kind of like do like little on-air reviews and trying right. it for the first time that might be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, you know, and I've said this to you before, I think you're an interesting conversationalist and it doesn't necessarily... Even after today, you think that? <laughs> well, I'm kind of revising <laughs> that thought, but, you know, I'm still thinking that Gotta for now. Gotta cut the, the, the audio a little bit. Oh, no, this is the... I don't, I don't do any editing on this. Oh, so my God. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's an hour and 15 minutes of us bitching about... Uh, coffee and police horses and, and you know we, we, we touched on the big subjects of today yeah police horses automatic long weapons, lines long lines and seltzer we did it yeah well done well done yeah uh, do you have any other uh, thoughts you'd like to dissipate out into the the interweb uh, well I'm just I'm very much not looking forward to going outside right now did you see the mob of Irish that walked by. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried for myself. And I'm worried for you. Stay Irish here. people don't scare me. Irish Americans scare me. Right, well that's, that's well, what it's all about. It's crazy, like, I forget what the actual statistic is, but there's like, whatever the population of Ireland is, like 10 million or something like that, and there's like something like 70 million people who claim to be Irish-American or what. Like, there's way more Irish-American descent. I roll. Yeah. 
You, oh no, we can actually audibly pick up your. Okay, audio. good. It's real loud. That's what I aim for. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for enduring. Enduring this place. Your 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 not favorite coffee place. Yeah, I'm too. about to head to Adele, so. You're smart. I'm uh. Wow. You're gonna get in that line? No, I'm gonna wait until my theoretical next person shows up, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if she shows up. I'm sending you thoughts and prayers for that I situation. That. Yeah. This um, hard, hard time that you're having. I mean, if someone from New Zealand could send me thoughts and prayers, <laughs> that would be like, what are they waiting on? Sending you thoughts Seriously? and prayers. Seriously. Uh, uh, I was just going to say something about New Zealand, an incident with New Zealand wine, but I'm, that's not for this podcast. That'll be for another <laughs> one. 